You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. And on this week's episode, we will be discussing our first of a few Netflix original Christmas movies of the year. So, The Night Before Christmas is what we're going to be talking about. Yes. And I'm very excited. <laughs> and it's night with a K, so it's K-night. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's night as in night in shining armor, medieval yes. swords plate armor, those kinds of knights. Yes. Um, But before we get into that, Chelsea, what have you been doing this week? Uh, Well, as I told you off pod, I died today from work being so terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's just the Christmas season is upon us. And that means Black Friday sales. And that means... All the retail workers die. <laughs> yes. Be be kind to people. Just be kind to people. Um, but like literally other than that, the only thing I could think of that I did this week, which was watch The Crown. Um, I like sat there for 10 minutes and I was like, did I do anything else? <laughs> and my brain said, I don't know. So let's go with that. The, the new season of The Crown's up on Netflix. Uh, it's really good. We just finished it last night. Um, everyone in it is fantastic. Have you watched any of The Crown, Katie? I think I've watched one episode. What? <laughs> <laughs> Katie, this is your bread and butter, man. I know. I know. You would love it. You would love it. Yeah. I mean, Matt Smith is in the first two seasons. No, I know. It's good. Anyway, um, no. So, like, for this season, obviously, it's, like, you know, I don't know, like, 20-something years later. So, Olivia Coleman is playing the queen. Uh, and Helena Bottom Carter is playing Margaret. And it's, like, really, really good. Uh, everyone is very well cast. And they, like, kind of... Like, this season, they kind of go into, like, Charles's story. Or, well, story. I say, like, it's not his real life. But, you know, uh, they go into, like, you know, all the stuff when he was kind of younger and whatnot. And, like, see, I know, like, nothing about British history. So I was, like, constantly bugging Eamon, being like, what is that? What's that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) And he was just like, you do realize, like, I don't live in England. (laughs) (laughs) what i know i was like i mean we're in the uk not to be controversial but you should know (laughs) no i'm kidding i'm very much kidding anyone listening uh no but it was just fun it was just fun to like banter about british history and you know obviously they take a lot of liberties and whatnot but it's very very good uh and katie what have you been up to (laughs) Um, I did a lot more stuff than you did. Yes. I mean, I did stuff. It was just mostly work, and no one wants to hear about that. (laughs) I mean, maybe. I have no idea. Um, Well, I went out and had... I mean, technically I had brunch food, but it wasn't really brunch time. It was like 2 o'clock, so it was like a late lunch. 
Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, but I had brunch food. Mm-hmm. But I went out on Sunday with Connor and Daria. So I was supposed to go out and have coffee, right, with uh, somebody that I know. Well, he, like, canceled on me Sunday morning. Oh. Because he said he was sick. But then he was like, I'll message you on Monday. That never happened. Oh, no. So anyways, um, I still wanted to hang out with Connor and Daria because I haven't seen Daria in forever. So we went to this place called Bodega Louie oh. in downtown. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. It was like, the food is really good and they're really well known for like their desserts and they sell macaroons and stuff. Oh, yeah. I think I definitely have been there. Yeah. It's like this room. It's like the restaurant is like one large open room. That is, like, all white walls with high, high, like, super high ceilings and stuff. And it's loud AF in there. It is so loud. Probably because everything's bouncing off the... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing on the walls, so everything just bounces off. So, like, the conversation that someone's having in the back corner, you can hear it up in the front. Like, everyone is just, like, yelling over each other and trying to talk to each other, but you can't hear them. So they're like yelling and it just escalates the noise in there. It's like down the, it's like down the street from the bank building. Right. Or it's like semi near it. It's like really close. Yeah. It's down the way from the bank building, but it's also really close to LA live. So like over where the stable center is, it's like maybe three blocks away from there. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause we were going to go to this other place, but they stopped serving food at two o'clock and we were like, Well, that's when we wanted to go there. (laughs) So we ended up not going to the place that we were going to go to. Instead, of went to Bodega Louie. But after that, we got to go to the Harry Potter coffee shop. Nice. Nimbus Coffee. Because it was just down the street. And I finally got, I got a Ginny gingerbread latte. So, and it came with a gingerbread man in it. And I got to drown the gingerbread man just like Eamon does. Yes. (laughs) So it made me happy. It was delicious though. Yes. Like really, really good. Um, and then later that same day I had dinner with Brian because I was going to make him watch a really bad, like old Disney film Mm -hmm. with me, um, because I'm working on a new project with somebody and we needed to watch some movies on the Disney plus app that goes along with the new project. Yes. (laughs) So I watched Moana which was still great and fantastic and so amazing. Yes. And then I watched The Story of Robin Hood and His Merry Men from 1952. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was old and not great, <laughs> but enjoyable. Um, and then I also watched The Mandalorian, which is the new Star Ooh. Wars TV show that's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the third episode came out yesterday, and I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but the first two episodes were so good. Nice. And, like... I highly recommend watching it. It is, like, fantastic. So I can't wait to watch the third episode. Um, And then I decided to pay to watch Bon Voyage, which is this, like, BTS vacation show that they do every year. You have to pay to 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 watch it, right? Yeah, it's, like, $19 for the whole season. That's not too bad. Yeah, it's not a whole lot. So I paid... I paid for it, and I'm, like, halfway through the first episode. I have to be in the mood to read subtitles is what it really comes down to. No, that's fair. I know what you mean. Um, But so far, so good, and I heard about some stuff that happens, and I just can't wait to get to the part where they leave uh, J-Hope, like, at the gas station, just, like, drive off. And he's, like, standing there, like, 
did they really leave? Did they really leave without me? <laughs> so it's just him and the camera crew, and that's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> well, I mean, they've left. They left two other, and they also like. <laughs> They've left other people before. I think they left both J-Hope and RM at the gas station. <laughs> oh, that Boys, doesn't surprise it's me. It's not hard. There's seven of you. Count. RM constantly counts. He's always like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not hard. Like, just count them. If there's one missing, you can clearly, like, I've seen so many videos where he's like, one, two, three, four, five, six. And he's, like, looking around, and he looks at one, and he's like, where's Jungkook? Where is he? <laughs> All the time. Yes. All the time. Um, but, yeah, that's what I've been doing. And it's also Harry Potter weekend, so I was watching Harry Potter earlier. Nice. Um, but, yeah, that's all I did this week, pretty much. Cool. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to head over to geek2geekmedia.com to check out the latest episodes of the geek to geek podcast, geek Tude. Dragon Quest FM, and sometimes Rob with Rob. And don't forget to subscribe to Capsule J and Troidal Power's Twitch streams so you don't miss out when they stream their favorite games, talk about nerd stuff, and keep listening now to hear a promo for all the shows on the network. Hey geeks, this is Capsule J. I'm a streamer on the geek to geek Media Network. If you like discovering new games and chatting with cool nerdy folks, be sure to check out my channel on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv slash capsulej. That's C-A-P-S-U-L-E-J-A-Y. I stream a blend of indies, retro games, and RPGs most Tuesday nights from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern, and occasionally on Thursdays and weekends. Hope to see you then. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. friends, this is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek, too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week keep it geek and we're back so as i mentioned earlier uh for this week we're going to be diving into one of our favorite topics that gets to come up every year which is netflix original christmas romance movies which is you know our favorite topic yes definitely and so we chose as the first movie that we're going to talk about is the night before christmas like i said yes and yeah it was Interesting. 
I have to say, like, I was pretty impressed. I'm just going to come right out of the gate and say it like it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was no Christmas wedding planner, that's for sure. No, 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 no. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like genuinely like, oh, wow, this is bad. It was cheesy. Sure. Yeah. But like, that's what we come for. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought it was. It was definitely better than I thought it was going to be because when you read the title, you're just like... You're like, oh, okay. Like, okay. <laughs> so a night during Christmas time. Interesting choices. I've seen worse Christmas movies for sure. Oh, yeah. With like crazier concepts. Like at least this one, like it was kind of cool. They kept it very simple. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too complex, you know, like they didn't really go into the lore of everything and it didn't need it because obviously like that's not what we're here for (laughs) no i mean it was just accept it like he travels through time he ends up in our in our time frame like that's it like just accept it yeah (laughs) okay so this movie stars uh vanessa hudgens josh whitehouse um and this movie was directed by monica mitchell and written by cara j russell so the plot of this movie have you hadn't caught on already (laughs) Um, Brooke is a woman who has lost all hope of finding her happily ever after when she happens across Cole, a knight in shining armor who has traveled to 2019 from the 14th century. And after accidentally hitting him with her car, Brooke takes him in believing that he is suffering from amnesia to kind of help him regain his memory. But what she doesn't realize is that he is the knight in shining armor that she's been wishing for all her life. Aww. So I semi-wrote that myself and also took it from Wikipedia. Oh, pretty good. So, so that's basically what happens in this movie, but oh, yeah. cheesy. I was going to say, like, that's that's what that's it, y'all. That, that's what happens. <laughs> like, yeah. As soon as I finished watching this movie, I, text, I tweeted one of my coworkers, Ellie, who... When she was here recently, she and I, like, were talking about, like, all of the really awful, like, it's that time of the year. Because this is all, this is what we live for, is for these movies. And she's already, like, deep in the Hallmark ones. Yes. And stuff. And I messaged her, and I was like, girl, you gotta watch this. This is straight trash, but it's so good. Yes. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> and she goes, I'm gonna watch it. I think I might live tweet. And I was like, please do it. Because she live tweeted watching uh, A Christmas Prince 2 the royal wedding and morgan and i had a blast like interacting with her while she was live tweeting watching the movie it was so funny that's awesome my god i can't wait all right so i wrote a bunch of notes talking about this movie so we're just gonna talk about it yes you gave some of your like high level thoughts on the movie already so yes hi do you have high level indeed (laughs) I mean, there really is no deep level of thoughts on this film besides, like, um, some real on-the-nose things. Like, what observation I have. Did did Vanessa Hudgens give you, like, real Gabriella vibes in this movie? I don't know. Her voice was very Gabriella to me. She was, yeah. She was real Gabriella from High School Musical. Right? Being it up, like, hardcore in this movie. I don't know why. Like, I mean, obviously, like, her voice is her voice. But for sure, like, in this movie, I was like, 
Gabriella? <laughs> the part, there's a part where she's like sitting on the table talking to her student, right? Yeah. And the way that she was talking to her, I was just waiting for her to be like, Troy. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Okay, thank you. That was the exact part that I was like, why? Like, what? <laughs> maybe because she's in a school. I don't know. And that, like... Maybe. That, like, triggers something in our brains. But, no. Um, I don't know. Like, she did a good job. I would say I maybe enjoyed this more than the Princess Switch. How dare you? I know. <laughs> no, like... Obviously, the Princess Switch had, like, more of a concept to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But this felt like, I don't know. I, I just enjoyed it more, I guess. I don't know. I can't explain it. Maybe one Vanessa Hudgens is enough. I mean, in the next Princess Switch movie, we're getting three. So we'll see how that goes. That's true. Is it is one or best or three? You never. <laughs> I mean, we've had two and one. So now we get to experience with three is like. Exactly. Um, I feel like. I mean, I did like her a lot in this, and I liked her interactions. Like, I liked her sister. Like, her interactions with her sister were really great. Yeah. And the story was very simple to, like, understand. It's, like, a teacher. She's a school teacher in a small town that she grew up in. Her parents passed away, so she lives in their house. Um, Like, she took over, like, living in the house, and her sister lives in the same town as her. She's, like, one of the town school teachers, and she has a great rapport with the kids, and with her niece and she's just like this girl who's been crossed in love and then has given up on love. And it's like a real easy storyline because it's like, oh, she gave up, gave up on true love. And then boom, out of nowhere, hunky, hunky knight in shining armor just shows up. Literally. <laughs> who's, who's like <laughs> fair maiden. I love thee. Like <laughs> Lady Brooke. <laughs> yes. So it's real, it's a, like, carefree, mindless, like, romantic comedy that's just cheesy as hell. I have to say, it was, like, perfect to watch after a day like today. Because, like I said, like, didn't really need to think about it, but it was just good. Like, it was just, like, you know, good, cheery, good time. Good time. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I love it when, like, at the beginning, like, when she first meets him, she, like, runs into him, right, and dumps her hot chocolate all over him, and he, like, tastes it, and he goes, what is this delicious mead? And you're like, it's not (laughs) mead, honey, no. No. (laughs) And he's like, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He goes, it is fine. He's, like, all super proper, like, medieval British. It's really funny. (laughs) It is good. I loved him, like, constantly being, like, steel dragon, (laughs) like, (laughs) steel steed. All that. Yeah. Like, I think Eamon was, like, walking around getting ready for work, and he's like, Steel Dragon? What? <laughs> it's, what's really funny is because, like, I read this article about, that was, like, reviewing this um, movie that had, like, just recently been posted. I think it was, like, yesterday. Because this movie literally came out on Thursday, so it, it's only been out for a short period of time. Yeah. Um, And it mentioned, like, that it's, like, a feel-good time travel movie that has elements of Enchanted, like, Kate and Leopold, and, like, there was one other movie that they mentioned, but, like, you can see the, like, Kate and Leo... Like, Thor? And Thor. There were definitely elements of Thor. Yes. In this. But we'll get there. Like, talk yes. about that part is so funny. Um, but, 
like the Kate and Leopold thing. It's like Leopold is from like another time and he comes forward in time. And then Enchanted is like basically the same concept, but it's like animated to becoming coming to the real world where there is yeah. no happy ending. It's like fish out of water concept. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It is. I think I wrote that trope. I was like, it's a fish out of water thing. Yes. That's what it is. And it's very funny. I love that trope. It always brings a good time. <laughs> like him trying to figure out like how things function and like him giving like the steel dragon, which is like an airplane. Yes. And then steel steed. He's talking about a car and like, he just doesn't know how things work. <laughs> And like function. When the, music, when the music starts playing from the car, he's like, where are the minstrels playing the violin? <laughs> and then he asks if he can push the buttons and he just starts clicking everything, like all the buttons for the radio at one time. And she's like, uh, do, do you want to pick something? Like, this is really annoying. <laughs> she's like, yeah, buttons. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will say, though, that the one thing about this movie that I was just sort of like, uh, I mean the most unrealistic thing out of this. I mean, like we're talking about time travel here. I was going to say, <laughs> but the most unrealistic thing would be her inviting some sort of medieval armored stranger to like live in her house with her. Honey. No. Yeah. They, they try to like be like, they try to give a reason for it, but really like, would you ever let someone who is clearly like what you think is mentally unstable, just chill in your house? No, like, like, you don't know what that person is going through or could do. Like, they're a stranger, stranger danger. No, yeah, but like, (laughs) but like, like, this whole town is like very, very wholesome. Everyone is about giving, everyone is very, very kind hearted, which is like obviously the classic trope of a Christmas movie. Yeah, is that everyone has has this like magical Christmas kindness surrounded you know i don't know but yeah that's just one thing you kind of have to like okay i accept that (laughs) yeah i do like um what was it when uh officer steve was like well he could just sleep it off or whatever in the station yeah and at first he was like oh i don't have anywhere to go i can just curl up under a tree and everyone's like no no you will not be sleeping under a tree like what are you doing (laughs) he's like Sorry, that doesn't sound like a good time. Like, uh, I feel like a jail cell would be at least a little bit better than under a tree in the freezing cold snow. Yeah, (laughs) especially because he wasn't really being arrested. So it was like... Yeah, it wasn't like he'd be locked up. It would be like a place to crash. (laughs) Yeah, he was just going to sleep it off at the station or whatever. What was really funny is like even the cop was like, no, no, you shouldn't do this. (laughs) No. (laughs) And she's like, it'll be fine. And we're like, are you sure you're going to invite a stranger? And he's like, okay. (laughs) He didn't fight her very hard. No, no. I was like, officer, officer, what are you doing? Did we ever learn how her parents died? No, her mom was sick. So her mom was, she said that her mom was very sick and which is why she moved home to help out. And then her mom passed away and then her dad died like a couple months after her mom, it was probably like broken heart syndrome kind of thing. Cause you know how, like when June Carter cash died and then Johnny cash died only like a couple months later. Yeah. It is common, but I feel like 
I don't know, because they definitely insinuate that he's a cop. So I was wondering if I missed something where, like, maybe he died in the line of duty or something. But that could was just he be a me cop? reading. Did I miss that? Wait, maybe? Like, that could be, that could have been me just putting stuff together. But, like, the cop was saying, like, something like, oh, yeah, we miss your dad. Well, I mean, her parents put together that, like, Christmas Eve dinner thing. Yeah, the feast, yeah. The feast that she, like, grew into being, like, a charity event from being just, like, friends and family who have nowhere to go come to our house to have food. It could be that. Or he could be a cop. I mean, I have no idea. They didn't really dig deep on the backstory of the parents. They were just dead. No, that's all I They were like, yeah, they were just like, they're gone. (laughs) Because, let's be real, the parents would be like, who is this guy? He is 100% not staying in your house. Exactly, exactly. Um, So, like, she takes him home, right? And then he is hanging out in her guest house that she has, like, behind the house that she lives in. Which is super nice. Yeah. And I like when he opens the freezer and he was like, you have the cold inside of a box in the house. (laughs) You've got the icy weather from outside. In. (laughs) It's just really funny. All his observations are so funny. When he she teaches him like how to use Alexa. Oh my god. <laughs> and he calls her Lady Alexa Play. Lady Alexa yeah, Lady Alexa Play. He, like what a great like uh what is it called? Some great product placement. Product placement, thank you. I was like I could not think of that word. Well, that was pretty good because it was very funny. Yeah. And he was like, Lady Alexa play, I want my horse, horse back and it's like playing <laughs> one horse open sleigh. <laughs> I like what she finds him in the morning and in, and, and she's like, where's the Alexa? And he was like, she would not stop talking. So I banished her to the cold and he put her in the freezer. <laughs> she's like, you know, you could have turned her off. Right. And, but it's like, that would be such a, like, I don't know how to use this technology thing. So you just put it in a place where it won't be making noise, which would be in the freezer. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my god. So we did that and we got our um single shirtless scene that we usually end up with at one point during these movies, which is her coming over with cl- with um spare clothes from her ex-boyfriend to give to him to wear and he comes out in a towel after having taken a shower, which I'm assuming she showed him how to use the shower because he doesn't have, they don't have showers in the 14th century. No, he was like, he's like, can you uh, get me a tub and cauldron so I can boil some water for a bit? <laughs> yeah. She goes, no. or I could just show you where the bathroom is. Yeah, no, I, I'm assuming she like was like, yeah, you turn this water comes out. Have a blast. <laughs> Maybe he had, like, I bet his reaction was the same as as Giselle and Enchanted. And she was like, where does the water come from? From the <laughs> yeah. pipes. Where do the pipes get it? <laughs> when she's talking about how magical the shower is or whatever. Yes. Like, which part. are all fair questions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for a person who doesn't know what indoor plumbing is, like, that would be a miracle. Definitely. Yeah. So, like, he puts on some clothes, and then she, like, leaves him, and then comes, and she's on the phone with her sister, and she looks outside, next thing she knows is that he built a bonfire trying to lure a skunk in so he could kill it. Yes. And he's, like, kind of going at it with his sword. 
but he was like dancing around the fire and she comes running out with like a fire extinguisher and she's yes. like what are you doing and he goes i was famished and she's like there are other ways to solve that <laughs> and they go to like a diner or whatever which is where we get the thor scene yes that like uh is ripped off definitely from the thor diner scene cuz it's like uh they order well, when he's looking at the, the menu and he was like, what is a cheeseburger or a hot dog? How is this any better than what I was going to eat? Yes. <laughs> Once again, fair question. Exactly. Because he was like, she's like, well, what do you want? He was like, stew, porridge, brown bread, wild boar. And we're like, none of those things are available, no. sir. No. <laughs> um, but they ordered which is also kind of a weird choice, which is two cheeseburgers, a side of fries, and two hot chocolates, which I was kind of like, uh, I hope you got some water to eat with your burger, because that's a little weird. Yeah, that is a little weird. But I feel like it's just, like, it's Christmas time. They can't drink anything else but holiday drinks in a Christmas movie. <laughs> no, that's accurate. Um, but he does the whole, like, uh, this beverage is delicious, bring me more. But he calls, like, he says to the sir, he calls her, like, a wench, and immediately Brooke is like, no, you can't say that. Everyone in the diner was like, what? What? And he was like, she is a server. And he was like, hello, server, we would like another round. I'm just yes. like, even that is just sort of not, like, it's better than wench, but dude. Yeah, no, if I were, I mean, if I were to hear that, I'd be like, oh, uh, excuse me? <laughs> excuse you, sir. Now, you know, it's not like it doesn't happen, but... <laughs> yeah, but he's supposed to be this, like, goofy guy rather than being this kind of, like, egotistical meathead kind of thing. Like, being real full of himself, he's not. He's, like, very, like, big-hearted and yeah. a good guy. And he, like, saves people and he defends Brooke's honor. Like, when he's she's talking about her ex-boyfriend and he was ready to run him through with a sword or whatever for breaking yes. her heart. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I don't think that's, that's not really like allowed anymore. That's actually breaking the law. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> and she's like, also, I don't think you should go talk to him while you're wearing his, his Christmas sweater. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. <laughs> yeah. But I think that is also such a tropey thing, which is to uh, introduce the ex, like, just sort of on the outs, like on the outside where you like, don't actually talk to him, but he just sort of shows up at these like moments and he always has like the new girlfriend. Yep. Exactly. Or something. Cause that also happened in like a Christmas Prince where you have like a lady, what's her face? The girl who was like trying to get with the Prince in the first one. Yeah. Mm hmm. Lady. Was it Margaret? Man, I don't remember. I can't remember the name. Non-consequential but. character whose name I can't remember. <laughs> Awkward. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is definitely a trope. It's kind of like, it's a way of, I don't know, sometimes either pushing the characters together because you could always do the whole like, oh, well, I'll help you make them jealous. Or like, oh, I'll show you how much better I am versus them. That kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, that there's definitely that. Um, gosh, Sir Cole is such a cute, like a cutie. Like he's so <laughs> sweet and like naive, but he's also like, to be honest, he did a real great job at driving for that being his very first time driving. Yeah, his first time interacting with anything, like any sort of like 
technology. Like, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, when she was like, Are you, you know how to drive? He goes, I have conquered, conquered all forms of beasts. This beast is no different. And I was like, oh, honey, no. Like, yeah, the fact that she let him drive, I would know. I'd be like, excuse me, that is my car. <laughs> you show me proof of license before you get in this thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Also something that, that that she should have been, like, she shouldn't have let a strange band stay in her house. She should have checked if he had a license before letting him drive her vehicle. Um, he gets in and is just, like, fumbling around and touching all the buttons. And she's like, I, I don't think you need the windshield wipers. And he's like, uh, uh, and then, like, backs, like, aggressively out of the driveway. And then just sort of, rrr, rrr, like, drives <laughs> into town. Almost kills some people. And then abandons the car half on the sidewalk. Like, I'm shocked he even knew to, to, like, put the key into the car. Yeah. He did a lot of things that I don't think people who are not from this, like, who have never seen a car before ever would have been able to figure it out. Like, how did he know that the R on the Perndle was for res- reverse? Exactly. How did he know? Or the D. The D on the Perndle. Like, how did he know that that was for drive? Like, I have questions. There are plot holes here. There are definite plot holes in that sense, for sure. (laughs) Yes. But obviously, this is one of those movies where you don't dig too deep into the plot holes or the whole thing falls apart. It's already fallen apart. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We just focus on the cuteness. Like, them when they go to the grocery store. Oh my god, yeah. That was cute. And I love when he, like, takes all the hot chocolate and she's like, we only need one. And he puts one in. And then when she's doing something else, he, like, is trying to slyly put, like, seven in the cart. And she's watching him. And she's like, I guess we'll be drinking nothing but hot chocolate. Yes. <laughs> um, I did like the part where he's, like... She tells him to get the dinner rolls or whatever, yes. and he's, like, sampling them, and he's like, this is disgusting. He just, like, takes a bite, spits it out, gets another bag, takes a bite, spits it out, gets another she bag. Goes, she goes, I told you to grab eight and not sample them. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, this is disgusting. We cannot serve these to at your feast. And she was like, it's like, I can't bake, so it's either this or nothing. And he goes, take me to the aisle with the flour, the yeast, and the butter. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, now he's a baker. Yes, we learn that he is a true renaissance man. He's a baker, he's a candlestick maker. A craftsman. He's a craftsman as well, as well as being everyone's knight in shining armor. Yes. And a professional binge watcher. As well, because he like oh, ended up binge watching TV, and then the part where he was talking like the locals, I was dying. It also makes you hate how people speak now, like listening yes. to him talk norm like the way that he talks, mm-hmm. and then listening to him with a fake like American accent saying lit AF. I was like, I want to die. I know it's it's bad. <sighs> Can we talk about the freaking like subtle, not so subtle? self-promotion of the Netflix movies within this movie. <laughs> I put that on the list called Easter eggs. And I was like, they were, he like turns on, she turns on the TV. And the first thing that's on is holiday in the wild, which is the other new Netflix Christmas movie. First. It's the one from last year with the girl from vampire diaries. The oh, one where she's like a photographer, the, the advent calendar, the holiday calendar one. Yeah. That yes. one was first. That one was first, and then it was Holiday in the Wild, and then, like, you watch, like, Rob Lowe and 
Um, what's her name? I forget. But she's forget. the girl from Sex in the City. Yeah. Like they're like they're having like that moment. You the know? kiss moment. Yeah. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> like his face is very much like, oh. So that's what you do with the lady. <laughs> he's like, hey, do you do you A. Hey. He's like getting all the warm feelings, you know? <laughs> yeah. But did you see the blatant Easter egg to a Christmas prince? Did you catch that one? No. No. Oh my god. Okay, so when they come when the family comes over to decorate the Christmas tree. Yeah. Right? And they're taking all these ornaments out and they pull out the freaking acorn ornament from oh the first one God. and she was like your 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 grandma and grandpa picked this up on their trip to to um god to aldovia and i was like get out <laughs> are they trying to get all these christmas movies to be connected because like in the princess switch didn't she also turn on netflix and it was one of the christmas movies or something i think so but now i feel like all of them exist in the same in the same space as Al- that Aldovia is a real place. But like, how, Katie? Because Vanessa Hudgens would be everywhere. <laughs> well, there would be four Vanessa Hudgens. Well, like what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, there would be at this point because maybe, maybe Brooke is actually the other twin. So oh. there's going to be four of them in the next Princess Switch movie. Oh my God. <laughs> and number three. But... <laughs> It seems like that Aldovia is now the like it's kind of like okay so you know in um in the Frozen so like in the Disney animation universe yeah. right that uh that the the kingdoms of Frozen and Tangled exist in the same world. Yes, because yeah, they make reference to it in Frozen, yeah. Yeah, because um the what is it um Rapunzel and Flynn Rider go to the coronation ceremony. You see them. Yeah. And the parents were on their way somewhere else, like on a ship, like that they reference the entangled. Yeah. As well. So like, it's similar to like, I feel like that, like Aldovia exists in the world that these movies, some of these movies exist in. I think that's cool. So this movie, a night, the night before Christmas exists (laughs) in the same world as a Christmas prince. Oh my God. It's like the MCU, but for Netflix Christmas movies. <laughs> yes, it really is. When she busted out that you that acorn ornament, I was like, "You have got to be joking!" Since I didn't we already even saw catch that. saw two movies that already existed in our world playing in this movie. So good. Oh my god! But yeah, I was dying. I was laughing so hard. I can't believe you didn't see that. They like lingered on that ornament for like. Far too long. I must have, like, been looking down for something. I don't know. You see this acorn? Your grandparents picked it up when they went on a trip to Aldovia. And I was like, get out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, the whole reason behind why the prince ends up, like, in this Ohio, this small town in Ohio or whatever, is because he's being sent on a quest or to figure out what his true quest is. So he's been doing a bunch of different stuff. Like he saves her, uh, Brooke's niece, because she ends up out on a lake. But who knows how those kids ended up that far? I got lost in the snow. Are you serious? You were in your backyard and then you're at like a park. Like, yeah. And you're somehow in a lake. Like a quarter mile away from your house. What were you doing? No kidding. 
Anyway, so he saves her from the on the lake, and then he like takes out a pickpocket and like he does something else. But like none of these things. He does all these really good deeds. Yeah. Yeah. None of these things are like quest worthy, I guess. And well, they don't light up his thing. His. <laughs> they don't. They don't make his his like necklace thing like light up like it should. <laughs> it's not quest worthy. And then he finally like. They're trying to figure it out, and they keep, like, hinting that they're going to have, like, a romance. But there's, like, I don't know. It was, like, weird because there wasn't a lot of chemistry between them, and then there was. And then it was, like, I don't know. It was weird. Well, it was very, like, they kept having those, like, we're going to stare into each other's eyes and, like, slightly both lean forward, and the music's going to play. And then, oh, no, what's that in the background? Someone's calling me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, my phone is ringing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so they had, like, two or three, I think, of those moments. I wouldn't say there was, like, no chemistry, but there there wasn't a lot of chemistry. Yeah. Um, you pretty much, like, you believed the romance because that's kind of what the script told you to believe. Yes. But it wasn't like you were being like, oh, my God. They need to be together. It was just like, oh, cute. Okay. They like each other. This is good. Oh, that's his quest. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was to make her believe in true love again and for him to accept true love or whatever. Of course it was. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I love their, their baking bread kneading ghost moment or whatever they were having when he was like helping her he's like he was like the but the bread will not rise if you keep pumlet like a dragon slayer which i thought was one of the best lines (laughs) and then of course you know as every as every boy has to do in a movie like this oh no let me show you here wraps arms around (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> of course. And then we'll share this like over the shoulder longing look into each other's eyes. And oh, no, my phone is ringing. Exactly. What? Someone is lost in the forest. We must come help. Because <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yes. 100%. Um, gosh. So like as the movie goes on, they keep talking about this like dad that like runs the diner or works at the diner mm-hmm. or something. And like, uh. The niece is, like, really good friends with his daughter, and he's got, like, three other kids. And you see them in line to meet Santa, and you see them at the Christmas festival and, like, different places. And it's always hinted at, like, because the kid asks for a new bike, and then Santa looks at the dad, and the dad's like... Yeah, like, uh, no. Yeah, no, I don't think we can afford that. And so it's very clear, like, this is the family that's having a tough time. Like, in this whole small town, like, this is the family with the bunch of kids, with the dad who's working really hard as a single parent. Like, he's having a tough time. And so they end up, like, helping him by buying, like, a bunch of gifts for the kids and then giving him money because that's the true spirit of Christmas is to, like, you know, make sure that the kids have a good Christmas to give. And then he's like, I'll pay it forward when I can kind of deal. But they don't really help him with a long-term solution. They're like, single dad working two jobs to support his four kids. But we're not, we're just going to give him free money. Yeah. They like, she kind of is like, oh, that's what this, you know, feast is all about. Like coming together and helping out people in need. And yeah, it is kind of like, here's a Band-Aid. Like, I mean... I'm sure, like, it it was extremely, like, obviously, like, 
it was extremely helpful to him. It probably got him through the holidays, which is probably, it's always the toughest month financially, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can't help but think, oh, but like, he's still going to struggle probably next month. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Cause like she mentions that he like works two jobs and like takes care of all the kids and still tries to get them out to volunteer to help people so that they know, like, you know, that giving back is important and things like that. What a good papa. What a good papa. What a good dude. Well, they give him all the gifts for the kids and the money and then that storyline's done. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You never see (laughs) that. We don't see them again for the rest of the movie. Um... But at that point, there was, like, 20 minutes left. So you're like, so, what's going to happen? We're going to get a kiss? Um, the thing that we didn't mention was that, of course, they introduced some sort of, like, obstacle, which is, like, the neighbor girl who comes over and she's like, hey, so we're going to go Christmas caroling. Did you want to come? Blatantly ignoring Brooke. They're like, you don't exist. I'm only talking to the handsome knight over here. Yeah. And he was like... No, I have a previous engagement. And, like, when they go in the house, she was like, what previous engagement? What are you doing? And he was like, obviously, I'm hanging out with you, duh. Like, you opened your house to me. Like, why would I not spend time with you? And I was like, oh, what a good guy. Yes. <laughs> um, but then she pops up again at the Christmas festival with mistletoe and does some sort of, like, explanation to try to get him to kiss her. And then she looks over and she's like, oh... Well, maybe you should save this to kiss the person you really care about and then disappears. And I was like, what was the point? I know. I was like, uh, that was, you know, lame. Like that, that whole thing could have been dropped. Well, it was like the rivalry or whatever in the princess switch with the baking when she like sabotages her for like two whole seconds and then just disappears. And we were like, what was the point? Yeah. Yeah. She like does nothing basically. (laughs) Like. She like unplugs the machine or something stupid like she that. She cuts the she cuts the plug part off of it, but also who goes through a whole baking competition and never plugs in their mixer? Yeah, exactly. I have problems. Still still have problems with that <laughs> even a year later. <laughs> Anyways, so he does the whole mistletoe thing and like it would be bad luck if you don't share a kiss under the mistletoe blah 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 and she's like um we shouldn't Tempt fate. Let's just do it. And they like kiss, and then his little necklace thing glows, and we're like, ah, oh, the quest. He found his quest, which was kissing the girl. He could have gone home days ago. Yes. <laughs> Mind you, this whole movie takes place over from the December nineteenth to December twenty fourth or twenty fifth, yes. and then they're in f- in love, Katie. They oh. are in love. <laughs> <laughs> but Daddy, I love him. You don't even know him. <laughs> child sweet summer child (laughs) you've known him for five minutes and the whole time he thought he was a knight from the 14th century and you're in love with him yeah all right yeah so he goes back Mm -hmm. and he he like i don't i don't know i guess he goes back because obviously that was what he was working towards but the second he gets back he's like i've made a huge mistake (laughs) And he's like, brother, your knighting ceremony is important. The brother's like, um, bruh, it's fine. I love how he was just like, uh, no, it is nothing. And I was like, wow, way to think so much of yourself. I know, getting knighted is such a big deal. And he's like, eh, whatever. He's like, no, not as important as true love. 
<laughs> so then he goes back to the he goes back to the forest or whatever looking for the the old woman who he you know he ran across on accident who was freezing and looking for aid and you know instead of doing the beauty and the beast thing where he's like oh you're ugly get away from me he like jumps off his horse he's like how may i aid you my fair crone yes like and he keeps calling her a crone and i'm he's like bruh old crone i love it that he always mistakes mrs claus as the old crone and santa's like could you do me a favor and stop calling my wife an old crone well i mean i think this like magical whatever she is it kind of like takes over yeah like like obviously the 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 storyline isn't very clear on what she is or what it is she does but she's always like you know, hidden in the hidden in the crowd kind of thing. And she kind of plays Mrs. Claus. And then like you turn around and actually see her and it's not her. Yeah. And like he keeps thinking that it's her because her hair. And he, yeah, when he calls her an old crone for the second time, her face is just sort of like, really? And then yes. Santa is like, could you stop calling my wife an old crone, please? <laughs> oh, my I bad. Know. And I love when he gives him the words of wisdom like the Santa Santa does. And then he. Like, after the night, after, like, Sir Cole walks away and he goes, dang, I'm good. And then he just walks out, ho, ho, ho. (laughs) So good. But, yeah, then he, like, makes it back. But this time he got to bring his horse. Because, you know, he was definitely in the realm of his horse when he poof and magically disappeared back into the real world. Mm -hmm. Um. But he's in, like, his full night gear or whatever. And she's like, I thought you left. He goes, I can't leave. I'm in love with you. And we're like, you've known each other for three days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. Oh, God. <laughs> but they, like, kiss a lot. And then he's like, do you want to go for a ride? And then they ride off into the sunset. The end. Yes. Except the scene that happens in the credits. Oh, God, I did not watch that. (laughs) Wait, you didn't watch that? No, I didn't. I didn't know there was an... I didn't know this was a Marvel movie. I think it is, Katie, because the... You know how he told his brother, he's like, be kind to everyone. You know, you may meet an old crone that'll tell you that you have your true quest or blah, 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 blah. Oh, crap. So he goes into the forest... And he comes across the old crone and she says, would you mind? Or no, sorry. He comes out of the castle and she stops him because he's like with all the other knights and they're all like, oh, yeah. And and she's like, excuse me, excuse me. Could you please help me? And he's like, of course, I am at your service. And like Uh, gives her gives her like his full attention. And she was like do you think you could help me with the quest? And then she has like a red medallion light up around her neck. And then it, and then it goes to him and he's like, like, like what? (laughs) I think it's a setup for a sequel. Are you telling me there's a sequel? It's going to be a sequel. Oh my God. Oh my God. I hope the brother travels back (laughs) or not back, but like forward. (laughs) Who's going to be his one true love. Is it going to be the redhead next door? Maybe <laughs> she's clearly single. Oh man, you know what there was though? Like speaking of like her, there was a little bit of slut shaming going on. Like oh. did you catch that? Like after she flirted with like the guy, they go in the house, you're like, oh, she always does that ever since high school. She's a pathological 
flirt. And there was, like, oh. her saying, like, real mean things about her. I was like, dang, girl, chill. <laughs> I, I didn't catch that part. I was like, no. she's only going to be in it for two scenes. You'll survive. Trust me. It'll be fine. Yeah. Well, God, no need to put down other women. Yeah. But um, I can't maybe. believe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go back and watch the... You must have, like, it must have gone, like, boom, done. You were like, bounce. <laughs> that is what happened. Because, see, I was like, oh, I can't reach the remote. I'm just going to lay here until... I should have known there was something up because there was five minutes of credits. Like, when yep. I looked at it, I was like, oh, there's five minutes left. Ah, I'm over. It's over. I bounced. I'm going to watch that, the end credit scene. I didn't know yes. it was a Marvel movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, there was a mid credit scene, and then I waited until the end. There was no end credit scene. Okay, I'll watch the mid credit scene. No, but uh, did you notice that uh, they made Vanessa Hudgens a producer? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, girl, get that money. Get that That's money. That's right. <laughs> I mean, what I love, one of my favorite things that I love is that, that like, Vanessa Hudgens and, and Rose McIver, like, these actresses who have starred in, like, incredible, like, have done incredible things, like, um... Like, Vanessa Hudgens was in all the High School Musical movies. She did the live action of Grease, and she did an incredible job playing Rizzo. I still give her major props for going on since her dad had literally passed away, like, hours yeah. before she was going to take the stage, which is so hard. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's done a few other things, but, like, she's very well known for being very successful in High School Musical and did a great job in it. And then you have Rose McIver, who was on... Um, she's done other things... She was she was in Power Rangers. She was in iZombie. <laughs> she did. She, she's the star of iZombie. She's done other like other things beyond that. But they like are living and breathing being in these movies, and they know they're trash. They know it. You yes. can tell they know. But they're like, I'm here for it. Oh yeah, definitely. Like like Rose McIver posting reviews of the Christmas Prince and being like, Yeah, that's right, people. I got a one star. <laughs> That was for the second one when she posted. She screen-capped all of the online articles that she could find, and it was stuff like, the trashiest movie you can't stop watching, or this is the <laughs> worst movie I've ever seen, but I love it. And it's like yes. all of this stuff where it's like, like basically how we describe this movie, where it's like total trash, but like so good. Here. Yeah. We are oh, here yeah. for it. Definitely. I love, I'm, you know, go Vanessa Hudgens for getting that producer credit. Get That's it, girlfriend. That's what I'm saying. Get that paper, girl. <laughs> That's right. Like, she seems like she's loving making these movies, and I'm fine with that. Definitely. Okay. Um. Anything else? No, I'm good. Watch this. That's all I got. Yep. And then get ready for next week. You know what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Next week. <laughs> Round three of A Christmas Prince. This time, A Christmas Prince, The Royal Baby. Oh that is going to be the next episode. You know you're going to love it. So good. So, um, have a happy holiday from us because Thanksgiving mm -hmm. is next week. So yes. for those of you that celebrate Thanksgiving or the food holiday, which I call it the food holiday, mm -hmm. um, enjoy all the food. For those of you who don't celebrate it, eat some food. I don't know. Have some pumpkin pie. Whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and get that Black Friday shopping. <laughs> get them and discounts. And be nice. <laughs> and be nice to Chelsea. And be nice to all of those customer service people. Because guess what? They have to work on the holidays just like I did when I worked at Disneyland. So Still 
working. Still working. Exactly. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. The show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using our handle at teatimewithkc. Or you can reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tea time with KC. And you can also chat with us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or our Discord server. Invite links for those are in our show notes. And you can also email us at tea with KC at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and basically every other podcast app. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek Media Network by visiting geek to geekmediacom The Twitch stream subscription links for Capsule J and Troidal Power will be included in our show notes. And until next time, bye! bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.